listen, Nick, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I do really appreciate your time. First things well, first, keep this really simple as a starting question. How's your day been going? Uh, my day? Uh, my day's not bad. Um, I'm a school teacher, so I'm currently um, ch- chasing young people up for GCC music coursework. <laughs> oh, so, secondary, so secondary school teacher. Se- secondary school teacher, yeah. yeah. Okay, no worries. Um, incredible, incredible. Uh, incredible real-life job. How do you have the time to make music when you're doing that? That's it, isn't it? I don't, I'm not sure. It just... <laughs> I just it just happens. <laughs> the expectation of believing... being a music teacher, I suppose. Yes, yes, I was going to say the expectation on that side is that you would be constantly pushing your music on your students and saying, "Hey, check out this band. Yeah. It's called Hell's Ditch, and yeah. uh, they're pretty good. See what they think, right?" That's it. Yeah, yeah. Pro- pro- progressively oh. trying to be the the the, the, the cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work? No, <laughs> no. So some of them, some of them are into it, and um, it's quite cool. I can use uh, some of the sort of. It, it's cool to hear some of their feedback sometimes, and to talk to them about where they're uh, discovering music and things like that. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. The generations, um, difference, um, uh, young generation, and how they discover music, and also what they're listening to. Uh, it's a valuable tool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's interesting as well. It keeps, it keeps your ear to the ground and it keeps everything a bit kind of fresher, I suppose. And um, I think if I wasn't working in a school, I'd just be out of touch like with everything. <laughs> no, that's a fair, fair point. Do you um, do you find you, you ever used your students as a sounding board for the music that Hell's Ditch makes? Um, I mean, if, if it comes up and they want to hear it, like they'll listen to it. The, the most common response is, is like, you know, oh, it's, it's good to be fair, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is always interesting. But no, they, 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 they seem to quite like it, yeah, and um, it's it's good, I suppose. Yeah, it uses a bit of a, of a um, use them as a bit of a sort of, of a soundboard. But no, it's, it's yeah, it's nice to share your, your, uh, your sort of musical endeavours and things, you know, and I suppose it's good to be, I guess, be, be, be the role model that you'd expect, I suppose, you know, um, but yeah. He says in, in in his third punk band. <laughs> oh yeah, but still, it's amazing. Um, going back a while when I was uh, in secondary school, I don't think we had a music teacher, let alone um, a music teacher that was in a band. So you know, it would have been so cool. I'd have loved it back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in my general uh, secondary school music experience was was never um, particularly great. Although you know, I remember singing some choirs, and um, I think I had like. One music teacher that she just all I remember is that she sang the register, which is something I've oh. never tried. But um but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't blown away, I don't think. <laughs> Let's put it that Admire way. Admire her confidence. Yeah, of course, yeah. That that definitely wasn't where the um where the uh where the journey started, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so with three months into twenty twenty three, talking about Hellstitch specifically, how has the year been treating you all so far? Do you feel like you've got a lot done? Yeah, we've recorded our debut EP, which is out tomorrow. Um, and we, we're excited about releasing that. Mm. Um, we've got one tour down, which is the good little run in, in February, which is our first our first kind of run on our own in the <laughs> UK. We did one last year. Um, and, that, and that went really well. It was like, not surprisingly well, but it, 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 it you know, we, we knew it would go okay. But it yeah, it was just nice. Um and it's cool to play a bunch of places that we've not played together in this band before. Um, and yeah, we've, we've got some other sort of 
songs in the pipeline, some things brewing. We've got Mount Punk Fest coming up, a couple of other tours in the pipeline. So yeah, so far, Touchwood, so far, 2023 is treating the van well. Yeah, that's great. It's a nice little uh, chunk of stuff in the first three months, as you said already. We're not just um, super close to the EP. We're basically there to the time of recording. It's the night um, before. Take cover via Silent Cult Records. Where's your head at with it right at this very minute? Are we at the stage now where you're still very excited about getting feedback from it and hearing what people think about the whole thing as a package or are you kind of just sick of it and you want out in the world just walking its own two feet? Um, I'm mega excited for people to hear it. I mean, you know, we've, as a band, we've worked really hard on it. Um, it's, you know, been working on some of these songs for quite some time. Um, yeah, it's nice to get something out that's sort of a, a body of complete work, our, sort of our first body of complete work, really. Mm. Um, and we're, we're super mega um absolutely humble to be working with silent court they've been absolutely great um so i think we're we're all just really excited the camp is excited we've been sort of chatting about it today um and i think we're just we're just ready to release it and try and try and rock it really yeah i can't wait i think we're, we you, you can sit on something for so long and, and fester over it but i think collectively we're quite good at um at kind of once it's done we've kind of left it and then now it's ready to release we're like right let's revisit it give it another listen and, and do what we need to do with it um, and yeah just all mega excited about getting it out can't wait which is great to hear because i kind of asked that question with a certain weight to it because uh we are still in post-pandemic times so to speak where artists bands and so on have had uh works massive amounts of work completed during lockdowns when they had a lot more time and often these releases are now coming out last year this year and so on so a lot of the time people have been sitting on this music for a very very long time so there is that sense of apathy and already moved on musically from it um so it's interesting it's always interesting to hear that whether that excitement exists or as you put it you've left it and it's almost getting a refreshed state when it goes out to the world yeah, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I suppose in that respect, we haven't been sitting on it for a particularly long time, mm. and we only recorded it uh, last month. And um, we're recording with a with a guy called Sam Cook, who's just like not only is he just deep value for money, but he's just so incredibly talented and great to work with. Um, and then we've been getting mastered um, by uh, Sonic Iguana, uh, a guy called Mass, who used to sing in the band Squirt Gun. Um, and and he's just making everything sound absolutely mega. So so we haven't been sitting on the masters really for that long, only for for sort of about a month or so. Um, and in terms of like the songs, that they're, they're kind of just from a bit of a vault of, of of songs that I've put together or written as ideas, and then we've sort of had those on different playlists and thought about what we'll go in and record and when and what could be used for. Um, and it, it, yeah, it just so happens that the songs are just really developed really nicely and into this sort of package this EP and I think in terms of our sound we're, we're, we're it's a bit more progressive yeah. uh, we are sort of I feel we're, we're honing not what our sound is but what our sound will be for a while we're honing that now a little bit um, and I think you know the idea of releasing an EP with that in mind as a bit of a kind of springboard to elsewhere um, elsewhere in terms of you know the next body of work or the next release then that yeah that's 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 all part of the excitement i think do you know what i mean no i do i do and it's interesting to describe it away so would you say the ep take cover overall is an encapsulation of what hell's ditch is has been up to this point and that 
it's not necessarily reflective of what might be going forward or is it just uh, uh this is us and this is what we will be like i think it's a little bit more like this is us now mm. than what we are. Right. um and 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 a, you know a, a healthy hint <laughs> of what will become in the future um and i think some of the stuff we've released previously is is part of that journey and you know you, you could put all the other stuff we've released that's not on the cp together mm. and, and you know we, we've we've sat and we've done that together and it does you know it all sounds complimentary and it sounds good but i think it's just in terms of i guess some bits of it's musicianship some of it's song craft some of it's like not being afraid to put like a glockenspiel track on there or absolutely or, you know and i suppose collectively we, we listen to so many different types of music um and and you know I, I, yeah so i think i suppose in response to the question it kind of encapsulates where we've gotten to mm. <laughs> and uh, most of where we'll be for a bit <laughs> did was would you point at that there what you just described there as the vision behind the creation of this ep as you say it's music and collection of hell's ditch as it were um do you think it's th that's what the vision is did you have a vision um i think with ep collectively and i guess with some of the ideas of, of the songs that are the ideas that I've, I've been present presenting for us to all work on and write mm. uh, yeah i think i think we had that that vision that we'd we'd get to a point at some point and i think when we released the first couple of tracks so vacant hearts and hope is hope we were very much experimenting with with what that might be eventually and what it might become. And I remember distinctly when we, even when we started the band, it, the odds was completely stacked against us. We started it literally and then COVID arrived. Yeah. And we would all, we were already sort of talking about, um, you know, artists like Sam Fender, for example, mm -hmm. who just is absolutely killing it with the songwriting, but bringing together such a sort of tapestry, if you like, of different influences and things and we were already thinking about, you know, coming from complete and utter punk scene and, mm. and, and hardcore punk and a bit of folk punk and things like that. And just thinking how we tie all those things together and sort of carve out our own our own fairly unique sound, um, which is, you know, quite an in-depth an in thought process. But it's the kind of thought process I feel like you have, at, you know, when, when you're excited about something and when something's coming together well and it's like the possibilities that are almost endless you know it's not like tomorrow we're going to wake up and be like let's just do some drum and bass now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course <laughs> you know we we we've we, we we are kind of an embodiment of, of 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 our influences and things but but i think and hope that when the ep comes out people will think oh but it is hell's ditch that's hell's ditch um and that was kind of the vision i think if that makes sense I, I feel like i've just described every artist's vision ever <laughs> but but um, but yeah, no, because it's uh, it's it's always an interesting sort of area to come from when we are talking like an EP of basically what you've described as uh, here we are situation with music and tracks that may have already existed as well. Sticking to that um, way of thinking, though, on the idea of the vision and what you were trying to create when it came down to it, do you think you benefited then? And we've got to go back a few years here to the early portions of the pandemic say how stitch started and you were trying to find out who you were and what you were capable of having that time where 
nobody could really do anything. And I realized, I guess you may not have been positioned to do anything anyway. Do you think you benefited from having that? Um, I, in many ways, yeah, but not not in the ways that you'd expect. I mean, mm. because I did it. It didn't just the pandemic didn't just arrive, and then you know, obviously there was things going on and, and stuff like that. And I was busy in places and and going to school and things like that. But but it wasn't like I I, I suddenly. I say, I say I, we, we write collectively, I, but I, yeah. I'm sort of the principal guy who brings the ideas together and I'm like, hey guys, what about this? And then, and we develop and write the parts together. But but it wasn't suddenly like I had all this wave of inspiration. Um, yeah. And and actually, in, in many ways, it, was, there was a, it felt like a bit of a pressure, like, oh, I must go running every day. Or, oh, God, I must write. I must mm. write a song a day. I must do that because I'll never get this time back. And, yeah. and you know, I've, I've been I've been reading this this book actually the the art the um as it the art of, not the art of war but it's but it's about dealing with with um with procrastination and dealing okay. with, with stuff like that and and you know getting your ideas out and actually I just I just don't operate like that <laughs> I'm very intuitive and when when I when I'm in the zone I'm in the zone or if I wake up and something's there or I'm you know in the shower singing and playing chess drums like we all do um <laughs> and something springs to mind then then I'll, I'll follow that up as soon as possible um but I'm I'm not one of those people that can sort of think like right today I'm going to write a song and and sit yeah. down I could probably sit down and come up with something that's going to sound okay and passable and that but I don't enjoy enjoy it in that way um mm -hmm. however I have gotten a lot better at sitting down and then becoming more intuitive and, and being a bit more inspired um, if I, you know, by just sitting there thinking, right, I'm going to read this and see how it makes me feel, and then I'm going to try and write a song about it, or you know, all the stuff that was happening on the news and the politics and the social yeah. politics around who was benefiting and who was getting, um, you know, for want of a better expression, um, crapped all over during that time and things like that. Uh, all those things I did find inspiring, and I did manage to get get bits of lyrics and bits of songs. Oh, okay. So, so in that respect, that that was helpful. And the other mm. way I think it was really helpful for us to band was just making us massively appreciate how much it meant to us to be able to play music, go to gigs, hang out and do all those things. Suddenly when all that was taken away, not that we didn't appreciate it before, but these things are just part of your culture and part of your life, aren't they? And as mm. soon as someone takes it away, it's kind of like, oh. And then there was a point, wasn't there, where we were like, oh, what is the, what's the outcome? Are we going to yeah. die? What, what, what is it, you know? So, um, so I think in that respect, it helped the band, and we, we we spent a lot of time on calls together, thinking about ideas for for, you know, what we do with artwork and and oh, yeah. how we wanted to move forward, and basically just using the band as, as a kind of um, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, and something to look forward to doing and to prepare a bit for when we got back to doing it. So, in that respect, it probably brought us together as a band um, in a bit more of a rapid an organic way um than perhaps it would have done if we were just like right let's be a band let's go um long, long answer but that i think that's probably what all that did for us as a group collectively and for us as a band yeah that's amazing because you kind of nailed another thing i was going to ask but i think you just got it right there at the end and it was going to be considering the 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 negatives of those past of the past few years and we try and put some positives out of it it's it's a miracle that Hell's Ditch survived, basically, mm. you know, considering you were such a fledgling band. And I was going to ask what 
drove you to can carry on. But I think you kind of just summed it up there at the end, really, didn't you? The light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, I think that was, you know, I mean, personally for me, I've, 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 I, okay, I'm, I'm a man who's in in a band. I've never not had a <laughs> band and had that kind of social connection to the music that I love and other musicians and, and friends and people that I love. So, so for me, it's never going to be an option to not, to not be a musician, to mm. not do something musical. And I think because we're all sort of on that, on that page, it kind of just made us extra determined to make sure that, that the pandemic didn't kill us off yeah. and didn't stop the vibe. And, you know, trying to keep momentum going when you've released two records during, uh, you know, a nationwide lockdown, the pandemic, um, you know, to the kind of, to the soundtrack of of Tory despair, it was just, um, you know, it was it was it was a, an experience <laughs> that I've never had before, and I, yeah, it was kind of what I guess what what spurred us on, um, and you know, I don't think there was ever a point where we were like, oh no, we're not going to be a band. It was more like, right, this is going to bring us closer together, yeah, and and we're gonna we're gonna come out of this swinging basically, which is hopefully. Yep. What we- what we've done <laughs> hit the ground running once you were able to basically that makes a lot a lot of sense yeah absolutely. Um, and with that in mind then um how much uh, have you been paid how much of your listener base and i'm talking about more from a social media aspect say uh even things like your youtube comments or even throwing streams online there do you pay attention to have you noticed that reactions to say the likes of take the night off and ghosts that is kind of buoyed house ditch and how take cover will be received um yeah i mean we've noticed an increase in in plays and and people mm. coming across the band and coming across the music and 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 you know cl- clearly like enjoying it to the point where those things have gotten bigger and those and those let's call them statistics or numbers have gotten larger yep um but i think in terms of of while all the pandemic things were going on um you know, we had a few real bits of good luck, like a couple of Radio One plays, a mention in Kerrang, um, yeah, Daniel P. Carter, um, and 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 just a few things that actually just sort of helped us out. And, and you know, a massive shout out as well um, to BBC Radio introducing Lincolnshire um, and and Sarah Fletcher. The, all those things were 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 really helpful because we were sort of played almost every week on that. Um, and all those things obviously spurred on the kind of the, the kind of spirit that we had to keep it going because it was clear that that the people would enjoy it when we were able to get out and play. But until then, mm. just as I mean, we were re- recorded um, a lockdown video uh, for for the song "Hope Is Hope," where we all filmed it ourselves on our phones at home. And a good friend of ours, Steve Haddock, who's just a massive creative blessing in disguise, <laughs> put it all together. Um, and you know all these people like the guy who records us and, and the guy who did the video and does a lot of our photos these are all just like sort of friends of ours as well so we're just also fortunate to have like a kind of creative team around us that that are, that are also supporting the band as well so I think all those sort of things um, definitely sort of um, definitely definitely spurred us on uh, and then obviously that the pinnacle that was actually actually the the kind of fruition if you like or the end point was was all those things were conducive to people being able to hear the band and interact with the band and and stuff before we actually even played a gig mm. um, and I think that was really nice and it was heartwarming and we're still really humbled by it and, and 
like I was saying about the tour, we were just really humbled that people would come out on a Monday or a Tuesday and, and it was raining or cold or there's, there's trains not on or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, we'll never not be humble, but it's, yeah, we have seen seen an increase in, in interest in the band and we, we do hope, really hope, obviously, that, mm. that, that continues and we get to, you know, get our jams out to as many people as possible because we enjoy it and we want other people to, to enjoy it too. Well, of course. And uh, all of that, what you've described there, that um, has helped helped you on the, your journey to where we are now is, of course, incredible. Um, and a lot of it should never be taken for granted. But none of that would matter if the music didn't resonate with people, which clearly is. So I have to ask you, from your perspective, what is it about Hell's Ditch that is resonating with so many people? Um, I have always been a huge believer in you know you can you can look the best you can have all the best gear you can play all the biggest shows or whatever but if you can't a pen pen something that 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 is that is i don't know that can resonate and and be pull that stuff off live mm. then you've probably just got a bit more work to do and and i think what it is that resonates is a sort of blend of I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out there and say maybe it's it's the, the songs are pretty catchy um you know there's a very upbeat feel about it we try mm. and address issues that mean things to us both on a sort of personal and and social level and economic level and you know we're, we're, we're writing and releasing music at a time when there's unions out on strike there is you know, massive kind of overhang from from the pandemic and, and people have sort of had enough. And I think, you know, we, we were writing songs with those kind of emotions in mind collectively anyway. And I think that people can get on board, they can get behind it, they can stand there and, and sing for a bit of hope or they can stand there and, and kind of, you know, um, want to just let it let loose, have a dance, you know? And I think it's that kind of togetherness. Um, and again, maybe something that, that that the pandemic took away that's now coming back that sort of is within the music and, and the vibe maybe is, is again a reason why, why things are resonating. But but I mean, it's just, it's extraordinary and um, and it's lovely to see, to be honest. And, and it's, it's it's just, you know, it's just nice, isn't it? To, to think mm. that something that you, you thought up or something that you, you know, did a scrappy demo of and then passed around and tried to record bits of it at home and then passed around to each other is, has now been released into the wild forever. And, and yeah. people actually like it. I mean, that's, it's amazing. It's still, you know, will always just feel amazing. Hopefully it continues to feel amazing. I imagine it will. Um, going back to the tour, the tour that took place in February. Um, do you have a particular date from that a show? That was uh, more memorable than any of the others. I mean, you were down my neck of the woods, New Cross uh, Inn, which is like a 15-minute drive from where I'm currently sitting. Um, so that, that was your favourite one or not? Um, I mean, I, I love I love playing London, but I just, I just my, my personal favourite thing is to play play shows. I love it. I've, I've, I've been doing it forever. Mm. And I continue to do it till I die. But I, I think for, for us, sort of, maybe thinking, I, it's hard to speak collectively, but... Um, I mean, we had we had a really cool show in Edinburgh. Oh, cool. um, we've never been up there as a as a as a group of friends and as a band before. We had a day off the day before there as well, um, 
so that that was that was a good gig we had you know had a, a lot of fun during and afterwards and i got to catch up with a few friends and make lots of new ones um i think one of the one of the um one of the highlights as well was that we played in newcastle on the mm. way back from edinburgh and we'd be discovered a band called blame yourself um and i you know i love watching all the bands that we play over every night but it's so awesome when when a band just like blows you away and yeah you them and you're like wow and you it's inspiring and like they were really nice and cool as well um we got on really well and it was yeah so so just stuff like that i would say i would say probably those two another thing that was good about newcastle was um the, the venue that it's at they they would usually sort of turf everyone out and say right there's a gig on if you want to stay you need to pay or buy a ticket or leave yep we kind of took the decision to ask the venue if, if actually because quite a lot of people in there you know can they just stay and we'll just ask for some donations and, yep. and you know people did they donated loads of their hard-earned money but to watch a gig that they didn't even know they were going to go to and they stayed and had a great time and that, and that kind of sense of community and stuff was was really like palatable and and felt like it was it was you know there was a bit of a buzz about it and yeah it just made the gig a bit better and obviously we we met the the other band and stuff so i'd say those two probably stick out but but all the shows were good i mean we played in played in reading midweek and it was absolutely packed there mm. was a a first band sport band who were all color-coded in orange and like throwing oranges around and that was crazy um and even the, the new cross in show we were supposed to play with roughneck riot but unfortunately mm. the band broke down which was a shame but that was you know that was, that was great people came out and um the support bands were, were great and the gig just happened anyway you know and the guy that put us on in new cross ollie he's a good friend of ours and there was no sort of like oh no is the gig gonna happen it was like of course it's gonna yeah. happen you know, and it, yeah, it was just, I, I always come back from, from tours and runs and stuff with just complete and utter, not only just feeling humble, but also just like massive uplifting of like faith restored in, in, in the UK and music scene and wherever we've been, you know, there's just always hospitality and there's always yeah. people and good times and, and nice vibes. And I think, you know, hopefully, you know, we emanate those and we, we hopefully get them reflected back, back onto us long may that continue fingers crossed <laughs> absolutely because coming out of pandemic wondering what um grassroots venues would survive um the issues in the hospitality uh, the apathy that existed pre you know a certain level of apathy that existed pre-pandemic when gigs weren't you know people weren't going to local gigs for whatever reason and so on um you know i i, I guess like you as well i guess we just hope that the the trend that we currently have sticks and that apathy doesn't slip back and we don't lose more venues and so on absolutely yeah and grassroots music venues is you know doesn't matter who you are that's that's that is the, the bread and butter at the end of the day yeah. the start of, of your journey and and you know or the continuation of, of a journey or whatever um and it's you know what it was weird it was weird when all that stuff reopened and mm. you'd go to a gig and, and be sat down or or go in and sort of wearing masks or, and, and you know we, we had to pull a couple of shows because we weren't really sure about whether it felt like the right thing to do whether we were supporting something that might be detrimental to people's health mm. and, whatever. And, and you know mutually sort of had to consider not playing a couple of shows in, in conjunction with some promoters and things and that felt like the right thing to do so you know there was all sort of the, the navigation of, of, of all those kind of decisions and, and the politics around that that obviously no one had had to navigate before 
And I know, I know, I know that some people are still maybe uncomfortable about going to gigs or playing gigs, and I absolutely um, s support whatever that decision is. Um, we are as a group and as 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 just musicians and music people, absolutely, um, uh, com you know, completely pleased that all those things are happening again. But yeah, it is hard, isn't it? And and it's it's hard to support. Um, to support local venues as it is, let alone sort of, you know, going along midweek and things like that. So some of those things yeah. we saw on tour was really nice. And, you know, I always kind of use this bit of, bit of spiel on stage, like people who are there, I'm, you know, I'm like, you're really lucky to have this venue in your town. Mm. I played at Stafford on Saturday and there's a great venue there, a really cool owner and a promoter, great sound. Everything was, was just great. And there's lots of local people there. And it's kind of, you're really lucky to have this because not a lot of towns have this kind of thing you know, a place where you can come, watch a few good bands for a fiver and whatever. And if you don't go or you, or you don't turn up um, and, and you can't support them, then then they won't be there. So it's, you know, I mean, that that is kind of always my my sort of go, go to message, because I think it just it, it, it just resonates with a lot of people. And I think people, when they hear that as well, they're kind of like, you know, that's that's true. And you know, we are lucky, aren't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially if you don't live in sort of a big metropolitan city with lots of, of corners and venues, you know, so. No, you speak much sense there. And um, it's not just about supporting venues as well. It's also about supporting smaller local bands, uh, bands that are on the rise like yourselves. The tour was then, the EP is out. Well, basically, by the time you watch this, it's out. Take cover. But we still have nine months of 2023 to go. So I want to ask you, what plans do you have in place that you can share for the remainder? Do you have anything in the works? Um, yeah, we've got a couple of a uh, couple of tours in the works. Um, hopefully, going to be out in in a couple of places in Europe as well. Ooh, um, nice. We've got some some other songs brewing. We've got a couple of festivals brewing. Um, we're going to do a video, a couple of videos. Um, we've got a few other bits of bits of sort of content that we want to want to put out. Um, yeah, we generally just want to kind of kind of build everything up and 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 progress up to the point where we're, we're ready to release something else. Um, and and that's kind of that's all I can tell you right now. <laughs> so, that is more than enough. But, but, but yeah, we're 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 just gonna keep keep pushing and and yeah, keep um keep on keeping on. I think yeah, while the while the while the while the going's good and the, and the the good is fun. So that's it's incredible to hear you detail so many things there. Um, that just screams an exciting year, and I'm really really pleased to see it hear it nick um this is the part of the interview now where we do a quick round where it's 10 questions removed from a pool of 500 they are random right. they can be serious they can be silly they can be uh, a number of different things you oh, can answer them as quickly or as um detailed as you so choose so right, <laughs> well, the first one is three words you only need to come up with three words for the first one because you would need to describe hell's ditch to someone who knows absolutely nothing about you in just three words uh, good, clean, fun. <laughs> What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Uh, try and get another five minutes sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one, I guess this one applies, may not apply, but I'll try it. What is your personal favorite zombie related movie? Zombie related movie? Mm. Um... Hmm. I'm going with Shaun of the Dead, I think. Oh, lovely. Oh. But we did just watch, there was a limited series from a few years ago called Dead Set, 
And it oh, was... um, Big Brother. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Charlie Brooker uh, wrote it. And that was really good. And I kind of wish yeah. I'd watched that maybe when it came out. So it's a bit more sort of prevalent. But yeah, that was good. But movie, Shaun of the Dead every time. Uh, both massive, brilliant shout Sean Dead, obviously legendary movie. It's amazingly Bob Dead to say, yeah, I can picture. I think I, I watched it myself only about two or three years ago. Felt really dated, obviously. Yeah. But um thought it because it's Charlie Brooker as well. Yeah, I was still very impressed by it. Yeah, it was great. Okay, this is a two-part question. So first things first, do you have any tattoos? Yes. Okay. Quite a few. Okay, um, well then the second part before you start showing them off. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think this is going to apply to that. Then, do you have one that you're a little embarrassed about? Uh, no, actually, not not Wonderful. so far. <laughs> Maybe in a few years I might be, but well, it tends to be one of those. Uh, did you get it when you were like 17, 18, Thought it was cool, and I look back and go, "Oh, maybe not so much." So much, but awesome <laughs> that you don't. No, I got them all actually quite later on because um, I didn't have any money when I was seventeen, so. That there, it's the idea that, oh my God, you've got lots of tattoos, you look like a certain type of person. That is an expensive hobby. I mean, I know I'm covered as well. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh, what's a dream holiday location that you'd love to go to one day? Uh, that I've not been to. Mm. Uh, I'd love to go to India. Okay, anywhere particularly in India? Um, I'm not sure. Um, no, not really. No, just kind of traveling around i've got a good friend of mine's been a few times um to sort of the north and the south and yeah just just kind of just to experience a complete culture shift and just you know immerse myself in something um that's completely different and you know perhaps even uh perhaps even a bit spiritual mm, oh potentially yeah amazing okay uh you're having a traditional english fire right. beans or tomatoes or both ah uh, both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tinned or fried, though? No, fried, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to such a terrible show? And this doesn't just mean music, it could have been a theatre show or stand-up comedy, whatever. Such a terrible show that you've walked out from it. Um, I have not ever done that, no. Because I feel like even when you're in that position and you're watching it and the whole thing's just burning itself down, you're like, what? but I paid to be here. So <laughs> I'm going to stay and get my money's worth. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Uh, what's the strangest thing you own? Uh, the strangest thing I own? Mm. Um, not, I don't know if I own many, very, very many strange things. Um, the strangest thing I own? Um, I'll tell you what I do have. I'm mm. not sure what I I have um I cut my chin open when I was a kid and for some mad reason and I don't actually remember making the decision but someone was like do you want to keep the stitches <laughs> so I've got those like in a small jar oh. from like I don't know 25 years ago or something with little scabs on them that's a bit weird I suppose <laughs> that is gonna be up there that is an odd thing I've never yeah. we've never had that answer before put it that way <laughs> <laughs> What's the best venue you've played in the UK so far? Ever, or with Hell's Ditch? Yeah, so, so yeah, Hell's Ditch. Um, so far, yes. the best venue you played with Hell's Ditch. Um, I don't know, they're all great. Um, mm -hmm. I, I tell you what, uh, yeah. 
But when we play, so downstairs at the exchange in Bristol, yep. And sometimes, you know, these venues can look on the surface quite underwhelming, but it's always those venues where the people are doing the sound. I mean, they've got it down. And we did a gig there with Cali Massey last November. And we were just like absolutely blown away. The sound was great and, and ramming all those people downstairs was great. And then the vibe was good. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's if it's my favorite venue, but but it's definitely up there with kind of like one of the most kind of like ah experiences. Um but but yeah, it's I think it's hard to pick because I'm I'm a big mm. fan of grassroots venues and I, I'm you know, I would I would I would hate for someone to watch this and think, you know, well, what about my venue? Because they're just so many great ones. So, so I'm just going to go with with all the venues we've played have been my favourite. They're so yes. diplomatic. That is incredibly incredible politician's answer. But yeah, no, I agree. It actually is. They're all amazing. Um, and last but not least, okay, it's so, uh yeah. What's the most overrated Disney film? The most overrated Disney film. Um, so I think. The most overrated Disney film. Um, that's a toughie, isn't it? Because mm. they've all got their own moral value. Of um, course. The most overrated Disney film. I'll probably go with mm, something, something like Finding Nemo, Disney Pixar vibes. Okay. Okay. Yep, I'm not sure cool. why. <laughs> Maybe it's because my mind's drawn a bit of a blank. I, I actually want to retract that answer because I, I actually find that that's a very heartwarming story, isn't it? Mm -hmm. About the fish who finds his dad. So, um, I'm not. I'm just not sure. I don't think I can answer. I just. <laughs> I think I'd just be upsetting someone or killing a fairy or something. Something would happen. I feel like I'm getting bad universe vibes if I answer this. <laughs> no, fair enough. We've only had that question come up once before, but it was in an opposite direction and it was about the best. So that was much easier for that person. So I don't yeah, think it's going yeah, to get yeah. lumbered with that one. But yeah. before you go, I'm going to just throw out one extra of my own then. And this is uh, specifically about Hellstitch and going forward. What, what's a realistic goal that you would like to achieve as a unit this year? This year, we want to mm. obviously get our music out there and, and, and get it to as many people as possible. Um, we kind of want to get out and play some towns, some places, some countries that we've not played. Um, and I think all those things are going to happen. And, and I think what our sort of predominant goal would be to do another release at uh, some point before the end of the year. Wow. We'll at least have another release in the bag, ready to let out the stroke of midnight 2023 incredible incredible that's fantastic of course take cover if you're watching this now it is out new ep from hell's ditch nick thank you so much for taking the no time worries, to do this i really me. appreciate it awesome all right man really nice to meet you thank you very much for watching if you liked what you saw please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button if you really liked what you saw consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?